You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler on the boards, keeping us produced up and ready to roll. It's Aaron Rodgers Day. It is Aaron Rodgers Day all week this week. We're tackling a different domino in the quarterback offseason. Where should they go? Who should they want to take them? What team should want him? And we're starting with, you know, the only four-time MVP domino that's that's going to fall this year that hasn't already uh Aaron Rodgers so that's today's theme but as always it's also a reaction Monday so if you have reactions to the all-star game if you have reactions to the dunk contest if you have reactions to anything that took place over the weekend our call and text lines remain open 757-687-9494 that's the call in line that's also the dream lawns text line 757-687-9494 and also at five o'clock today we have the wheel It felt appropriate to break this out on Aaron Rodgers' day because it feels like he might actually use this as a way to decide what team he wants to play for next year. We had an old prize wheel kicking around the station, uh, right? You spin it, win tickets or something like that. It was in various states of disrepair. Uh, We cleaned it up as much as we could, and we have all of the teams or or most of the teams that are looking for quarterbacks on this wheel. We're going to spin it like it's – wheel of fortune we're going to spin it like it's the showcase showdown on price is right we're going to spin it like we want to know where aaron Rodgers is going and it'll land on a team and then that one will be decided and tomorrow we'll have Derek carr day and another quarterback the next day another quarterback the next day and we'll just keep spinning it till we know where every quarterback is going uh it is it is quarterback week quarterback offseason week quarterback domino week we haven't we don't have a real name for it yet But today is Aaron Rodgers' day. I know that. And the first question we're going to ask is who wants him? What team out there is angling for Aaron Rodgers and which team should? And I'm going to answer this very quickly, very easily. Everyone should want him for the right price. Except for the obvious. The Chiefs shouldn't want him. I know. If there's a team out there that doesn't have a quarterback that makes you roll your eyes and say, duh, then they should be interested for the right price because he is still one of the few inevitable quarterbacks in the NFL. The Packers lost Devontae Adams and, I mean, they replaced him with a non-first-round pick at wide receiver who was hurt for a big portion of the preseason and hurt for a decent portion in the middle of the season, and dropped a 75-yard touchdown on his very first play, had no known wide receivers. I mean, Randall Cobb, maybe. Alan Lazard, if you're stretching. They were the 14th highest scoring offense in the league. Is that amazing? No. Not great. But you could also think about it like this. It was the worst possible scenario for Aaron Rodgers and that offense this past year, right? The, the wheels fell off at points in time. They were still a top half of the league offense. That's the floor. If you're in the market for a quarterback, you should be in the market for Aaron Rodgers at the right price. 
And you have to, uh, you know, realize how fortunate you are that a player like that is even available because there's not many situations where a guy with four MVPs, a Super Bowl, is in the middle of a four-year commitment, so it was a one-year end of the contract, three-year extension, still has three years left committed to the team that draft him over 15 years ago, and somehow you might have a chance at him. Don't ask questions. Walk up and ask what the price is. For more on how we got here, Rob Domofsky, he covers the Packers for ESPN. He was on game day on ESPN Radio. Publicly, they have said, and, and by they, I mean Coach Matt LaFleur and General Manager Brian Gutekunst that both maintain that they want Rodgers back. But look, we all know that what's said publicly isn't always the, the, the belief, and, and let's see what their actions uh, say more than, than their words. But yeah, there is there is the, the thought that, look, they've tried it with Rodgers, you know, the last several years and, and, and before this year, they got really close uh, and, and they couldn't get over the hump. And then, you know, this past year, it was really, really, you know, just a bad, bad year. So it, it's just, you know, it, maybe they, they have said to themselves, and again, this is speculation, but maybe they've said, look, we've tried it and it's just not going to, he just hasn't gotten us over the hump. Wow. Again, I, it doesn't happen often. So those, that call and text line that, that's been open, it's going to stay open, 757-687-9494, both call and text, and it's Aaron Rodgers' day. So where should he go and where will he go? Those aren't always the same, by the way. There's a lot of times a free agent is, is available, and I'm screaming from the top of my lungs, go to this team, go to this team. It has everything you need. They want you. It has the coach that'll fit. It has the players that work. And the player goes, yeah, but that one over there is offering me more money, and they go there. So which players, or sorry, which teams, which would be players in this market, right? Which players should be making a move for Aaron Rodgers? And why? Always give me a why. 757-687-9494. Again, if you are in the market for a quarterback, you should call about the price. You should not be willing to pay a ton if you're full-scale rebuild. Right, I'm looking at the... the um ring the prize wheel that we're going to be spinning later you know teams like houston teams like indy you're probably not going to go aaron Rodgers unless you can get him for dirt cheap because he can you know raise the winning culture in your program very quickly but but it's not really going to fit with your window so you should be looking i would say fairly obvious at teams that think they can contend win a division make a playoff run within the next two years That doesn't limit it a ton, right? The Jets think they can. The Titans think they can. Washington thinks they can. The Raiders think they can. uh, New Orleans thinks they can. There's a lot of teams that think they can. The Packers think they can. There's a lot of teams that think they are an Aaron Rodgers away or should think they're an Aaron Rodgers away. And I'm just going to throw this out there. You can't be scared of the drama, right? Because you know he he brings – Like, you're just going to have to be okay with him airing out his dirty laundry for 35, 40 minutes on Pat McAfee every Tuesday. And and that can't be the reason you do or don't bring him in. You don't don't make big-time team decisions based on, like, that's going to be annoying. You make big-time team decisions based on, will it help us win? We'll put up with the rest, right? As soon as he's not worth the drama, as soon as he's not helping you win – Feel free to do what you got to do. But but as long as he is still one of the few inevitable quarterbacks in the league, I do think you have to put up with whatever you want to put up with. 
Are you afraid that maybe two years is too long of a window? I mean, he may only give you one year. He's always one of those quarterbacks that goes back and forth. Am I going to return? Am I not going to return? Don't you think it almost needs to be he needs to have an impact for for year one and you can't really look past years two, three, or four because you never know what mind space he's going to be in to come back? Um, He said – it's a good question. He said he will entertain reworking his deal. Uh, I would push towards the deal if it is reworked with the new new team. Um, being very financially motivating to keep him around for two years. Um, there's also, and I don't know the, the legality of this within the NFL, CBA and stuff. I would probably, whatever compensation I give, I would try to have a, a de-escalator where if he only plays one year, it goes down. Or if he only plays one year, like the Packers have to give me something. Um because I, the best example of something like that I can remember is when the Packers traded Favre to the Jets, there was an escalator that said, if you trade him to an NFC team, I think they got like an extra second or something or a first round pick or $10 million or something. It was some, there was some kind of escalator there. Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly the details. And then the Jets circumnavigated it by just cutting him. And then he signed with an NFC team and there was nothing they could do. Um, but, but I think I would put that in there. Like if he doesn't play, you know, I, w- I would put just like 20 starts, right? Because that would be – we'd either made it to the Super Bowl or he came back the next year and at least made starts. I'd put like 20 starts or else you owe us something extra or we get back one of the picks we gave you. Um, I don't know if the Packers would be open to that. But again, I'm just calling about the price here. I'm just calling about the price. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It is Aaron Rodgers' day. Before we get to free agency, before we get to the draft, let's sort out the biggest dominoes in the quarterback free agency market. Harry from Norfolk is on the call-in line. He has some thoughts on where Aaron Rodgers should end up. Again, that call-in number is 757-687-9494. Harry, thanks for calling in. Who who should be in the mix for Rodgers? Oh, it's easy. It should be the commanders. Great offense, great defense. Um Airbnb just came there, so you got a good coordinator there. The team, what, what, eight, nine, nine, eight, somewhere around there this year, eight and eight. Three wins, one way they're in the playoffs. NFC, the, the uh, quarterback, you know. Are you, are you, are you, if you're the commanders, are you, if you're the commanders, are you giving up a first round pick? Cause he's not going to be free. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I give up three if I, if I think I'm a quarterback away from the commanders. Do you, don't you think one of those picks could be used for an offensive lineman or two? Yeah, but that's what that's what you uh that's what the gen that's the general manager job. <laughs> All right. I appreciate the call. Uh gosh, I love GMs that aren't spending their picks. Uh the first round again, and and we should we should mention Albert Breer SI was on the Ryan Rosillo podcast last week and said it might not even take a first round pick. I'm kind of operating as if it's a mid or less first round pick. That's what it would take. If you have a top first round pick, you'd probably have to give up two seconds or something like that. Uh, if I'm Washington, I'm not bringing in Aaron Rodgers unless I know I have the offensive line secured. So if I think I have the money in free agency, or if I think I have some way to solve the the offensive line, then I can be in the, the mix for Rodgers. I'm calling about the price anyway. Um, if I could put a first round offensive lineman in front of him, sign me up. Uh, because there's one thing I know about old quarterbacks. They slow down. They, their minds speed up, 
their legs slow down. So if you put him behind a, an offensive line that doesn't get it done, I'm not super jacked up about it. Larry in Hampton has a take on where Rodgers should end up on Aaron Rodgers' day here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Again, that call-in number, 757-687-9494. Larry, where should Rodgers end up? I don't think Rodgers should be traded to the Jets, that's for sure. It took a long time to build that culture, and he's a cancer in the locker room, and we already have potentially a cancer in Wilson. I think it's just time to... Uh, move on hopefully the uh dinner with Derek Carr went really well the other day all right Larry I appreciate it call back in anytime how about that the Jets have a culture to protect when did when did that happen the Jets are saying we don't want the dysfunction rather than dysfunction lives within us that is brand new right there how about it Zach Wilson that whole quarterback thing that no that's a healthy locker room Sauce Gardner liking tweets that say the other guys should. That's a health. The Jets are a healthy locker room. I actually do think they're much, much, much more healthy of a of a, a locker room than they have been in the past. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're so healthy that they're like, hey, we can pass on Rodgers to protect it. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. All day today, it is Aaron Rodgers' day. Where should he end up before free agency and the draft gets started? We're just looking at fit. 757-687-9494. We also have to react to our, our Virginia's very own, Mac McClung. Did what everyone is calling either a 720 or a 540. If you watch it closely, it was really just a 360. But he dominated the, the, the dunk contest. Stick around. There are three sides to every story. He chooses the one that makes him laugh. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And he's putting on the handle. CJ going to shake him up. Good job, man. It's oh, over. Oh, my goodness. It's over. Ladies and gentlemen, being born tonight. Let's stop it. A star has been born tonight. A star. A star. Like an NBA star? Draymond's got a hate on Mac McClung in his finest moment. Kenny, Kenny Smith, ever since the original it's over, ladies and gentlemen, it's over, has tried to force it's over, ladies and gentlemen, into every single dunk contest. The original Vince Carter 2000, the, the, the Nike, or sorry, the and ones with the, the velvet on the inside and the, the white on the outside. Uh, like, you, you know what, what, what it looks like, right? Wild, big, straight arm windmills. One of the greatest dunk contests of all time. And ever since then, I'm pretty sure Kenny Smith has hit the it's over every single dunk contest. It did feel warranted for Mac McClung. From Virginia, by the way, Gate City, final dunk with the Gate City High School jersey on. When he jumped over two people, one of them represented Gate City. So he he put on for his high school, put on for the, the Commonwealth. Before we get to Mac McClung, and we will, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the the all-star game. Was it the worst ever played or, or not? Uh, there's a lot of questions to get to, but first, it is Aaron Rodgers' day. Where should he end up? All week, we are picking a different quarterback domino and deciding where it should fall this offseason. And with Aaron Rodgers being uh, reportedly contemplating, maybe coming out of darkness, maybe not, maybe should be traded, maybe won't, Jordan Love going to take over, maybe not, we need to know where he's going to end up. So we asked you to answer that question. Where will Aaron Rodgers end up? 
757-687-9494. You've chimed in on the text line. You can call in that same number, by the way, 757-687-9494. Robbie, what are they saying on the text line? From the 757, if Rodgers went to Carolina, and in quotes, I know he won't, do you believe that they would be a playoff team even if Lamar goes to the Falcons? Yes. Yes, very, very much so. And if that happens, DJ Moore, you're going to learn how good that guy is. He is going to play that Devontae Adams role, and they are going to sling it. Uh, I'm a big fan of DJ Moore. Um, and also, the Bucks stink, right? At least they don't have a quarterback at the moment. The Saints, they don't have a quarterback at the moment, and they're $55 million over the salary cap. Uh, that division, you could send two teams to the playoffs. Like, the, there's nothing that says if Lamar goes and uh, goes to Atlanta and they make the playoffs that everybody else in that division has to be six and and eleven. Uh, so, I, you know, I think Lamar would make the Falcons much better, and I think Rodgers would make the Panthers much better. What else you got? From the seven five seven, Rodgers to the Jets, take them to the Super Bowl to one up Favre one last time. Okay. I, I like, again, I look for narratives. I look for reasons why people would be motivated. And I do think Aaron Rodgers cares about being above Brett Favre in, in football lore. Um, wouldn't it be to win another with Green Bay? Wouldn't that be the way to one up Favre? Because Favre has one with Green Bay. He has three MVPs, but they were back to back to back. Uh, Rodgers has one with Green Bay, four MVPs, but only two of them were back to back. So wouldn't one Super Bowl kind of be the, the the trump card there? I don't, I don't think going to the Jets and and winning another Super Bowl would be like the whoa, you're so much better than Favre. Doing it in Green Bay does. We had a texter that, or we had a caller that called in and said that he did not want Aaron Rodgers in New York. Well, Steve G says, please don't get me started with Derek Carr in New York. You can't have him, can't have him crying in post game press conferences. Oh. Uh, not a fan of the the emotion from Derek Carr. Apparently, he said you can't have him crying in post game pressers. Our roster is too talented. I'm not really sure how the two coincide, but that's what the text says. He wants he wants a leader to be a bit more ferocious. I'm, I mean, I, I get what he's saying. He's saying the roster is talented. He wants someone to drive a a, a hard pace on the team. Um, if you don't want Rodgers, you don't want Carr. You want someone to take advantage of your roster. Jimmy G? Like, like, where are we, where are we going next? Draft? Maybe the draft? you think you're going to go up and get somebody? Uh, there, th- this is not a year where there's a ton of options out there. So the Jets, if the, if the Jets don't go Rodgers, don't go Carr. It's a, it's a fascinating question. Who do they end up with? Will Levis? Tim Donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1. We'll, we'll talk throughout this show about where Aaron Rodgers could go. That's why we're calling it Aaron Rodgers day, but we do need to get because it's a reaction Monday to the all-star game. We need to react. Mac McClung is an awesome dunker. He's incredible. Isn't one of the world's best basketball players at the moment because he's not really a member of the NBA. So he's in the NBA dunk contest on a loophole. I don't necessarily like it, but it seemed like the world did. I, I At this point, I think teams should just go find YouTube dunkers, sign them to a 10-day contract the Tuesday before the All-Star game, and everybody is just willing to say, all right, yeah, let, let's, let's run with it. 
He looked. He even looked goofy, and like they had pictures of him in a Sixers uniform, and it looked like someone had airbrushed it on. It looked like somebody had photoshopped him in. I know that wasn't the case. He's just not a Sixer. He's he's a, a G League player at the moment. Another thing I want to react to about the All Star game. By the way, congratulations to him. The dunks were nuts. Like, let's just get that out of the way. Uh, pet peeve about the five forty. Watch the five forty in slow motion. When he jumps, his feet are pointed to the opposite bucket, okay? Which means he's done the 180 prior to jumping. So his his, his his feet are pointed away from the bucket that he's dunking on. And then when he dunks it, he dunks it back over his head, so his feet are pointed in the same direction. That's a 360. He then continues to do a half turn after he dunks it. I don't know if we give him credit for that. So he basically did a half turn before he jumped and a half turn after he dunked it and everyone gave him credit for being more than a 360. Just a pet peeve. I watched it in slow motion was like, this This seems like we're being gamed. Uh, but he did spin fast. So again, credit to him. The dunks were incredible. The one over two people that he touched the backboard, that to me was the dunk of the night, even though it's not getting the credit that it, that it deserves. Moving on. Do you know they changed the order of the NBA All-Star Game draft? To make sure that there was not a last pick. Huh. Right? Because remember last year? May have been two years ago. Could have been three years ago. Who knows? It was Durant and and LeBron were drafting and neither of them wanted Harden because Harden was being uh, a real pest to the Nets, which is what Kevin Durant was on at the time. And LeBron thought it was funny to just keep leaving Harden. so, So they didn't want that to happen. Even though there was no situation like that going on at the moment. Which means they were just trying to make sure no one got their feelings hurt with being the last pick. So they changed the order to draft the reserves first and then the starters. So then like the the best players were drafted near the end and thus nobody would be sitting up there waiting. These are professional athletes. They are all-stars. Being the worst all-star is like finishing an eighth in an eight-person heat in the finals of the 100-meter dash at the Olympics. You are the eighth fastest person in the world. I don't think being last is going to make you feel slow. By the way, we know who it was. They drafted the reserves first. The last reserve was the last pick. It was you, Jaron Jackson Jr. And I'm not saying that to make fun of you. Congratulations. You're the 24th best basketball player, according to Giannis and LeBron in the NBA. That's awesome. Probably was a career goal of yours at one point in time to be a top 25 player. By the way, he's a defensive player. He probably will be defensive player of the year. It's an all-star game. They're not saying he stinks. They're saying your game doesn't matter in an all-star game. Mike Malone, one of the coaches uh, that, that was at the All-Star game, he did not like the way the game was played. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. Did he say it was the worst basketball game ever played? Yes. Someone should tell him it's not a basketball game. It's an All-Star game. The game is not exciting, but I'll tell you what is. Lazy NBA players are still wildly impressive. And do you know what I like? I like that it's not an NBA game, so they try stuff that they would never try. Right? Because when the game matters, they're so worried about picking the most highly efficient play that LeBron's never throwing it off the backboard to himself. Dame Lillard's never pulling up from behind half court like this. Team Giannis carried a seven-point lead at the half. 
They're up 14 right now. Whoa, oh, just add to it. Make it up 17. Damian Lillard. That was from two steps beyond half court, and he pulled up like a form jumper. Drilled it casually. Jogged back as if he didn't do anything. Lazy NBA players, wildly impressive. And that's the difference between the NBA and like the NFL with the Pro Bowl. If the defense is trying to st- is not trying to stop you, if the defense is not trying to stop you at the Pro Bowl, there's nothing you can do to impress me. Because you go to a local high school, if there's no defense, they can have long touchdowns. However, in the NBA, if the defense isn't trying to stop you, LeBron goes off the backboard from about the extended elbow, catches it, and dunks it. And guess what? I've been to a lot of high schools. There's only a few, and they're all like, Five stars that can do that. I'm not sure there's any high school that even, I don't care if you're playing defense, that anyone's pulling up like Dame Lillard pulled up there to go up a certain amount of points that nobody cares about. I could watch NBA players go to shoot around. I, matter of fact, I watch college basketball players go to shoot around if they don't care and they're just trying to show off. I was, I was for, uh, I worked for the student media when I was at Delaware. We worked like the, I don't know, like the, the team websites and stuff. And we used to get access to the shoot-arounds before the shoot-arounds for the basketball team. Wildly impressive. And this is a mid-major, lower mid-major college basketball program. They would come out like four hours before the game, three hours before the game, and do layup lines. And it was basically just, let's see who could throw down the craziest dunk while acting like we don't care. And then they would go in, change into their uniforms and everything, come out and do like their professional warm-up. One of my favorite memories of working for student media was watching those guys in that pre-dunk thing. I don't, again, I don't even know what you call it. One of those guys went on to win the G League dunk contest. I'm telling you, he's not, not human. So, yeah, that's what the All-Star game is. It's the pre-warm-up warm-up where they're just like, let's see what I can do. And in the NBA, that's pretty darn impressive. Is it good basketball? Heck no. But if you were expecting good basketball, Mike Malone, that's on you. We're going to give you some of the highlights from that bad basketball that were darn impressive. Coming up next in Sounds of the Weekend, stick around. Sometimes you just have to hear it for yourself. It's the Sounds of the Weekend on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Sounds of the Weekend here on the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, the story of the celebrity all-star basketball game. That's right. Story of the celebrity all-star basketball game. DK Metcalf. Oh, 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 wait. Try to make a pass. Uh-oh. Watch out. Watch out for the train. We got Zion Williams. DK Metcalf. Oh, 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 no. Say it with your chest. DK. The dunking machine. Woo-hoo. I can already see mm. some early smoke from DK Metcalf. ESPN broadcast. Here's the the problem I have with this. Or actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different route. A little analogy here. You ever watch Dancing with the Stars? Every once in a while, one of the celebrities is like a musician or a ice skater. Or and, and I'm going like, no, they can't be. They can't compete against a comedian or an athlete. They, they're already dancers. At one point in time, uh, a Broadway star. One dancing with the stars. I'm like, that is dancing with another dancer. I do feel a little bit like when when you throw like TV hosts and and musicians and and political celebrity chefs out there in an all-star celebrity game, and then you throw 6'4", 230, I jump up to catch 
footballs for a living DK Metcalf out there, you're kind of setting up the celebrities to be on a poster. Like, what the heck is a, a musician supposed to do with DK Metcalf in the open open court? Probably nothing. Get the heck out of the way. That's what I would do. I would not play a much defense on DK. Also, he did reveal he was uh, drug tested by the NFL after this. Kind of hilarious. If you're going to jump 40 inches off the ground in an NBA game, we're going to make sure it's legit, says the NFL. Uh, speaking of the NFL, they're donezo, and the XFL is trying to fill that gap in our weekends. Uh, how about this? The St. Louis Battlehawks on ESPN trying to convert a fourth and 15, which you can do instead of kicking an onside kick. So no onside kick. Instead, you get fourth and 15 at your own 25. Do with it as you see fit. Here's the Battlehawks. his eyes downfield has pro they converted on fourth and 15 they got it that was an onside kick we just listened to the xfl is a weird place uh but i i, I do like i said aj mccarron that guy he's comfortable right he's been in big games he led the battle hawks back from the the jaws of defeat there bunch of points right at the end got a little emotional about it uh xfl wasn't the worst thing in the world Am I going to watch a bunch of it? Probably not. But if I'm flipping through and there's nothing else on, maybe. Maybe. The dunk contest? I'm always going to find room for that. I thought this was the best dunk of the night. I'm worried about the guy holding the other guy. Some boy, he's going to go down. Oh, that's a 50. That's a 50. Uh, I got to see if he hit the backboard. That's a 50. That's a 50. Do you think Draymond Green thought it was a 50? His entire analysis was, that's a 50. That's a 50. Everyone else was, I want to see if he touched the backboard with the ball. That's a 50. Oh, look at this. That's a 50. We get it. It was 50. It was a great dunk. Gets better. You know what I appreciate about that dunk? Very impressive to watch the first time. He jumped over a person who was on the shoulders of another person who was holding a basketball over his head, took the basketball and dunked it. Very impressive on first watch. Then you watch it in slow motion, and you recognize that he took the basketball, tapped it against the backboard, and then dunked it reverse, and it's like, oh, that just got much better upon second watch. It's like uh, uh, Shutter Island, the movie. Pretty good movie the first time you watch it. Second time you watch it, all the little clues start popping out. It's a much better watch. That's what that dunk was. Should have called it Shutter Island. The thing I don't like about the dunk contest, and there was a little bit of it in that, is the like these guys aren't actors they're not theater actors they're not the one guy that was out there and had his teammate jose alvarado steal the ball from him and put it off the backboard the fact that mac mcclung put two people out there and was like i'm just gonna jump over wait let me walk up and tell him no 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 get on his shoulders as part of the performance you don't need to do that you're about to jump over someone on the shoulders of someone else just just do that also, I know it was said a bunch, but uh, dunking it the first time, not needing a bunch of attempts, does make things look way cooler. Mac McClung had four dunks, four attempts, all put down, none rattled on the rim, all went straight down. It's almost like he's you know a really good professional dunker and not really an NBA player. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the XFL. You know who else is really talented and, and for a multitude of reasons, their career got the brake slammed on it? Josh Gordon, 
But that's not what this highlight is about. It's about JMU's very own Ben DiNucci. Second and goal from the six, DiNucci. Running to the left out of the pocket, just flips it. Oh, what a catch. Josh Gordon, a six-yard TD catch off the flip by DiNucci. Oh, yeah, these boys can play. Well, let's calm down. I mean, they can play. He didn't say anything wrong there. But he was implying, like, these are, are big. Like, they're still... Ben DiNucci was in the NFL for a while. The flips weren't working. You know what I'm saying? Josh Gordon probably... Yeah, that guy can play. Uh, his 1,600-yard season when he had a rotating cast of characters at quarterback is pretty darn impressive. Uh, but, again, that highlight wasn't about him. It was about the flip. DiNucci, sense for the moment. You know, I was... <laughs> I watched a... When we were flying to Radio Row, I watched a documentary on, I think it was German football. There was a guy who played at Georgetown, I believe, who was trying to make it in the film industry, and he got offered to play in professional football in Germany. Uh, the executive producer on the documentary was Christian McCaffrey, which on like the, the thing I clicked on to watch the movie, Christian McCaffrey's name was big. Like I didn't really realize what I was getting into. But there was this random quarterback who played for like I don't know, Belgium or something who was like the Joe Montana, Tom Brady of of German football. Uh, and that's exactly what he was. He just don- he was like, you know what? I'm not going to try to go play anywhere else. I'm not going to try even go to like the top levels of European. I'm just going to be like the man in this German football league. Maybe Danucci's just like the XFL. That's my bag. Yeah, I could probably go be a third stringer, you know, be a Josh Johnson that's that's practice squad picked up for two two games dropped in the nfl or i could be the legendary xfl quarterback go for it ben DiNucci. a gritty group of guys that love ball that's right that's what the documentary was trying to show you know what funny part about this documentary i don't think many of you are going to watch it so i'll spoil it like the the quintessential movie was centered around this one guy from georgetown uh like the second game he broke his collarbone didn't play again until the playoffs it was like you could just tell he was like hmm well, I guess I'll tell you the story of some of my teammates. But he, most of his input was like, went to the doctor again, still not cleared. I'm going to have a beer. I'm in Germany. Germany. Hefeweizen. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, doing great. Next next step here, or final sound of the weekend, I should say. LeBron James off the backboard to himself in an all-star game. In the books. LeBron oh, no, to himself. Yes, he did. He's 38 years old. Nine days off for an all-star game. You think he would have said nine days where I'm not going to jump up and down on a hard surface and have to ice my knees. But instead, he said, watch what I can do. He was catching alley-oops. Not great alley-oops being thrown to him either. He's up like 40 inches in the air, adjusting to the catch, making it, dunking it anyway. So he said, fine, I don't need your alley-oops thrown to me. I'll do it myself. Puts it off the backboard. Again, not a great pass. Kind of had to catch it left hand, dunk it right hand. Either way, he's an alien. He is an alien. TNT broadcast on that one. That sounds of the weekend. Sometimes you just have to hear it for yourself. Surprise, it was a low-key weekend for sports surprisingly pretty entertaining if you just like acknowledge the stakes aren't super high you're watching xfl and all-star game action you just acknowledge hey the st- stakes aren't super high right now i'm watching this like i watch like a, a, a dwayne johnson movie i'm like i'm not coming here for oscars 
come here to see a few things explode, right? I'm coming here to see some CGI people jump off of skyscrapers and, and I'm going to eat some popcorn. You could have had a pretty good sports weekend. Pretty good sports weekend. And if you were paying close attention, you recognize that Arizona, the Cardinals, they're going all in on coaches that have never done what they're going to be asked to do. Their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and their defensive coordinator have a combined two years of coordinating experience, and they're both for the head coach. Interesting role by Arizona. I'm going to tell you why I liked the move. Coming up. We're talking about the NFL right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It is Aaron Rodgers' day. All week, we're taking a look at the quarterbacks, where they might land up, line up, where they might land and where should they land, and why should they land there, and who should want them, and where should they want to go. And we're starting with the biggest domino, the one with four MVPs, Aaron Rodgers. Where will he end up next year? Keep your your, your thoughts coming on the call and text line. We have a wheel we're going to spin. Somehow I now have two wheels in the, the studio. During that commercial break, another wheel popped up here. Uh, so So we'll see how it works. We have one to spin today, maybe one to spin tomorrow. I'm thinking we might do this, Robbie. Right now, we have one set up with all the teams. We're going to spin it. The other one, we could set up with all the quarterbacks. I like it. And spin it so we can, we can work from both angles, right? Both ends of the spectrum. We'll see how it goes. But the, uh, the wheels, wheel or wheels, will at, tell us where everyone's going to At this rate, we're going to have five or six wheels in there by the end of the week, Tim. We, so. could, we could have done coordinators because the coordinators shifted up a bunch. And I probably would not have gotten either of the, uh, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals uh, coordinators. Uh, for the reason of this, they aren't, uh, I'm trying to think of the way to put this. They weren't on a lot of people's radars. How about that? Right. They weren't on a lot of people's radars because they had never done those jobs before. The Arizona Cardinals head coach, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator have a combined two seasons of coordinator experience. And they both come from head coach, John Gannon. Let's see how that goes, right? The new offensive coordinator is 35 years old with no coordinator experience. The new defensive coordinator is 29 years old with no coordinator experience. And they're going to be working for head coach John Gannon, who is 40 years old with no head coaching experience. And only two years of coordinator experience. But I'll tell you what, John Gannon may only have two years of coordinator experience, no head coaching experience, but he already knows how to throw out buzzwords to make sure everybody's excited. We're going to be very adaptable. This is, I'm talking the Arizona Cardinals. This is what our team's going to be. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. We're going to be explosive and we're going to be smart. And all three phases go into that and we will maximize the talents of the players that we have. And that's how we're going to win games. And don't get it twisted. We're going to win games. Adaptable, explosive, violent, smart. The Arizona Cardinals. How about it? But you know why I, this actually this doesn't upset me, right? And, and I'm an extremely competitive person. I completely understand that the best indicator of future results, results is past results. I'm excited for Eric Bieniemy in Washington because his past results as an offensive coordinator have been fantastic. So I would expect 
right? The best indicator would be that he is going to be successful in his new venture. There's no past results for these guys. But I am also someone, and many of you are as well, I know this because you tell me, I get tired of retreads. I get tired of a guy getting fired by one team, fired by another team, so the next team thinks, well, those two teams hired him, he must be good. When I'm going, yeah, those two teams fired him too. Right? If you get tired of retreads, this is interesting. If you don't like the NFL's good old boy network where everybody has to be a friend of somebody's dad to get a job, this is interesting to you. And I'm, I'm a fan of both. I like the fact that somebody can come into an industry, regardless of age, be talented enough to earn opportunities and simply be the best person for the job and get the job. Now, I hope that's how this broke down in Arizona. There's a possibility that John Gannon's a little bit of a, a strange guy and not many people were choosing to work with him. But regardless, you have a 29-year-old with no coordinator experience being the defensive coordinator of an NFL team, Nick Rallis. Think about the, the again, you could have gotten – and I'm not saying they could have, but they could have made number one on their list, Vic Fangio, who's been around the block a time or two or 12. Right? Their offensive coordinator is Drew Petzing. Petzing? Petzing. It's an awesome name. Petzing. Pretty good. It's a good last name. Uh, 35 years old. He's going to be like the veteran of the assistants. No coordinator experience. Again, on the surface, I'm surprised by it because you don't see it that often. Traditionally, like like when Sean McVay took over, when Sean McVay took over as the head coach with the Rams, this is just the best example of what I'm trying to describe. He was young, inexperienced, but had proven that he is something to watch, right? Everybody had a high opinion of him. So what did they do? They said, you're going to be head coach, but your defensive coordinator is going to be Wade Phillips. Going to be somebody that been grew up around the game decades and decades and decades ago and never left. So he's going to be the guy that can you can lean on as a head coach, right? You can lean on him and say, uh, "What would you do in this situation?" Before you make your decision, John Gannon, if he looks to his coordinators and go, "What would you guys do in this this situation?" They're going to look back at him and go, oh, "I never thought I'd be in that situation, sir." I'm uh, coming to you to ask what you would do in my situation. <laughs> I don't want to call it the blind leading the blind because that's not what it is. It's the the inexperienced leading the inexperienced. The exciting part is they're not bound by how things have always been because they don't know how things have always been. The scary part is they don't know how things have always been. They're going to make some mistakes that have been made time and time and time again in the past and people have learned from, and they're just like, yeah, I never learned about that. What I do know is on Aaron Rodgers' day today, Arizona's not in the market. (laughs) They have Kyler Murray. Do you think that plays into it at all? Do you think Kyler Murray is going to look at a guy with no coordinator experience and say, yeah, I'm going to do whatever you ask? Or do you think he's going to say, you're going to do whatever I ask? Head coach, you've never done this before? Yep, uh, you're going to do whatever I ask. It's going to be fascinating in Arizona. Desert heat, maybe a little temperature's boiling a little bit. 
I wish they could be, and they can't because it's a first-year head coach. wish they could have been hard knocks again. Completely new team. DeAndre Hopkins gone, Cliff Kingsbury gone, and I know Hopkins isn't gone yet, but they're reportedly shopping him. J.J. Watt gone. A lot of people on the way. A.J. Green gone. A lot of people on the way out. Kyler Murray hurt. A lot of people on the way out. We'll have a giveaway coming up in the next hour. We have a couple giveaways to do today, but this one's going to be pretty fun. Uh, the Beach It Country Music Festival, bringing country music back to the Virginia Beach oceanfront. It is a big, 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 big concert. We're going to have those tickets coming up sometime in the next hour between 4 and 5, so keep your dialing fingers ready. We're talking Miranda Lambert, Thomas Rhett, Luke Bryan, and more. Big, big, big country music concert. Those tickets coming up at some point in the next hour. It is Aaron Rodgers Day. We've talked about which teams should want Aaron Rodgers. I flipped the question. What teams should Aaron Rodgers want to go to? That's coming up next. Stick around right here. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.